0: Welcome to the University Guide podcast. My name is David Hawkins, an independent college counsellor living in England with a fascination for everything to do with university admissions. In this podcast, I'm looking into the issue of BTECs. BTECs are qualifications sat by many students here in the UK and other countries. I wanted to give some perspective on how universities use them. I started off by speaking to two teachers from the King's School, Bruton, a school about an hour away from me in Somerset, England, and to offer a number of BTECs. I spoke with the Director of Studies, Dan Cupid, and Head of 6 Form Will Doors. And I began by asking Dan to describe BTECs.
1: Actually, the BTEC process itself is quite complicated. There's so many different BTECs, so many different levels, um, those that count um, towards the government stats, those that don't. Um, so it's really challenging. But um, essentially, the best place to start is that most schools, and particularly ourselves, we run something called the National BTEC Program. So BTECs can be split up into eight or nine categories, one of which are the BTEC Nationals. Um, and that's the essentially the equivalent of a level three qualification. So it's meant to be the same um, as an A level, pretty much. But within that, you've then got the possibility to take various different levels so you've got the certificate, you've got the sub-diploma, the 90-credit diploma, the diploma. It goes on and on, and you can keep building them up. And that's one of the reasons why we, we really do offer them, because they are essentially modular in how they're assessed. There is the ability for a learner to keep building on the work they've done already. Um, but then again, you know, the downside of it is is exactly what I just mentioned the admin side and the actual teaching side and tracking side is quite challenging from a from a school's perspective. But in terms of the actual BTEC programme, I mean at Kings we offer three different levels. Um, you sort of have to excuse me. I'm sort of speaking slightly old terms because actually the BTECs were reformed last year. Um, but if I sort of speak it in, into sort of the general. if I sort of generalize it across the text, we offer three levels. So we've got the certificate, um, which is the same as uh, an AS um, in a subject. We've got um, the sub-diploma, which is 60 credits, that's the same as an A-level. And we have got the 90-credit diploma, which is the equivalent of one-and-a-half A-levels. So so they're the three qualifications that, that we offer.
0: Why does a school like King's Bruton, which traditionally over many years would have only offered A-levels, now deliver a range of B-techs to students?
2: Okay. Um,
1: essentially, we, we had to adapt our, our sixth form curriculum um, after the government reforms of, of A-levels. We became very aware that a number of our pupils um, would struggle with the challenges of the new uh, linear A-levels and the changes to both the courses and the examination. Um, we decided that actually a more vocational route for some of our learners um, would be better uh, and a route that didn't require substantial linear examinations. Um, we looked at various qualifications that were being offered and we actually found that the BTEC qualifications, um, because of their essentially the, the way they're assessed, um, the content that they cover, uh, but also the, the weighting they have in terms of UCAS points, and um, we found that they were actually the best option for our pupils. So we adapted our sixth form curriculum so that essentially a pupil in the sixth form could study um, either entirely BTECs, or they could have a program that was made up of both BTECs and A-levels. And we found that actually the BTECs complement the A-levels really well and give many pupils a really, really worthwhile qualification in the sixth form a fantastic route, and great experiences um, and I have allowed them to go on to university um, without the hassle of long linear examinations. Fantastic
0: so for both of you what sort of your students coming out of the GCSE program are choosing to take BTEC?
1: So I would say that actually that's changed over the last few years. Initially um, we offered three BTEC programs and we had uh, four or five pupils on each of their programs but when I look at them now, actually, BTECs have grown and they've been hugely successful. And part of that is because both pupils and parents have become more aware of the strength of the BTECs. So if I go back four or five years, then actually the pupils taking the BTECs were essentially pupils who had maybe found certain <coughs> GCSE examinations challenging, had struggled with the, the exams and had concerns over linear A-level exams. Um, they were traditionally pupils that may have achieved B, C, D grades at GCSE um, and may be looking to either resit, you know, English or Maths alongside that. However, when I look at the people that are taking BTEC now, we have pupils that have achieved AA star grades um, at GCSE, but actually they like the content of the BTEC, they like the stability that BTEC offers, um, and they like the fact that actually... The BTEC is a program where if you put, uh, sorry, if you try your very best and you put all of your effort into the actual subject, then you are guaranteed to get the qualification that you deserve, unlike with an examination where you can try your very best for two years and revise as hard as you possibly can, um, but actually it does come down to an examination and there's still that element of risk. So, I mean, uh, an example would be that we had a girl last year who um, recently went off to Loughborough um, and she ended up achieving A-star grades at A-level alongside a BTEC qualification. So we are getting a a full range of pupils studying the BTEC in the sixth form.
0: Fantastic. I guess that leads on nicely to your area of of specialism in this, Will, in that your students are therefore applying to universities in the UK with BTECs. Where are students accessing at a university level with a BTEC qualification?
2: So what we found um, over the last uh, couple of years, in fact longer than that, is that students are able to access pretty much a full range of universities. At at the top end, Oxford and Cambridge are, are, are still a bit suspect over the preparation of a BTEC, but pretty much any other university, including the vast majority of Russell Group universities, are open to the, uh, the the qualification and the learning uh, skills that BTECs have brought with the pupils. So, for example, uh, last year we had pupils getting into the likes of Manchester. So we're talking Russell Group there. Then we're t- uh, also Surrey, Loughborough, universities like that. Um, and what I've seen is that they look at BTECs in two different ways. Um, one of which is if a pupil is purely studying. B-text, so that's if they're going right up to the diploma or the extended diploma level, then they will be uh, specific over the the actual BTECs that people are studying and make sure that they mesh with the course that they're applying for. But when we're looking at 90-credit, subsidiary, certificate-level uh, BTECs, they look at them as a combination with the A-levels. So as long as they are, are, are blending the two together, then uh, the top universities um, and, and Russell Group, downwards are, are looking at them as potential uh, applicants and alongside A-level equivalents. So they, they view them in a variety of ways. Where universities look at points, so many universities just simply look at UCAS points now, um, then they are given equal weighting to the A-level uh, requirements.
0: Fantastic. And well, just to, to check another question in, you're an international ACAC member, you're pretty well versed in, in options for students around the world and the of ways non-UK universities might teach and assess. Do you think that international universities who aren't currently looking at BTEC students are missing out on, on great students?
2: I, I think so. And I, I think it's worth remembering that some of these uh, BTEC students are actually ones who who want to try something a bit different, want to explore their options and their learning style and actually some of those are the most adventurous ones who also want to be looking at overseas and have some ambition to Uh, reach good universities across the world. So um, I I, I very much hope that more and more universities look and make it clear that they're looking at BTECS as an option for pupils applying to them. At the moment, yes, we see some universities accepting them and coming on board, but uh, it it still feels restrictive. And I think that's partly an information thing as much as anything else.
0: After speaking with Dan and Will, I felt it was important to get the view from a UK university, discuss BTECs with the person who oversees all undergraduate admissions at King's College London. Okay, I'm very grateful to be joined now by Peter Chetwind, who is the Associate Director of Undergraduate Admissions at King's College London. Peter, thank you so much for giving up your time today.
3: No problem at all.
0: Fantastic. If you could just start off, give a, a little overview for the audience of King's College London. College London
3: is uh, a highly selective university within the prestigious Russell group of research intensive universities in the UK and we're ranked among the top 25 universities internationally in the QS World Rankings. In terms of size, we accept around 6,000 new undergraduate students each year. About two in five of those students come from outside the UK and we offer uh, a full range of courses across uh, the arts and humanities, social sciences, sort of more tr- uh, traditional STEM subjects and we have a lot of
0: professional healthcare programmes as well. Fantastic. So, with specific reference to BTECs, which courses are you accepting BTEC students onto? So, we will accept students who are doing a mixture of BTECs with more traditionally academic qualifications onto pretty much
3: all of our undergraduate programmes, the, the only exceptions really being medicine and dentistry. The extent to which we accept BTECs does vary be between programmes. So, for humanities and social sciences, including law and business subjects, we'd normally ask for at least two A-levels or equivalent, but we're fine for the third subject to be taken as a tech. So our biomedical science programmes, physics, computer science, those kind of programmes, we can show a bit more flexibility. We still tend to ask for one subject at A-level. So, for example, for BSc physics, where we normally would ask for an A-level student to study both maths and physics, we will consider students doing a BTEC diploma in applied science which is an equivalent scale to two A-levels, as long as they're also doing maths at A-level and they've studied a sufficient amount of physics within that BTEC diploma. And then for our nursing and midwifery courses, we do consider students who are taking the BTEC extended diploma as their only qualification, and that's in part a reflection of the nature of those courses and, and the learning and
0: assessment on them. So when you're having BTEC applicants, how are you evaluating them to see whether they're uh, good candidates for King's College? So I think the key for us is ensuring that the student's
3: going to have the skills they need to succeed on our course. The is a good quality qualification, um, so we need to think about what the BTEC offering they're, they're doing tells us about the skills they're developing and about where their strengths lie. So where they're offering just a single BTEC extended certificate alongside two A-levels, we generally just treat this exactly like a third A-level. We've got the two A-levels to show if they can handle a standard academic qualification, and the BTEC actually shows us they're comfortable learning and being assessed in a more hands-on way. So we'll generally accept this profile across nearly all of our courses for that reason. In a similar way with Nursing and Midwifery, where we regularly accept students who are only studying the BTEC Extended Diploma, we don't really differentiate them from students from other qualifications because we've not seen a, an issue in the past with them uh, succeeding on the course. Where we're looking at the BTEC towards subject knowledge, so that tends to be in STEM areas, historically we've found that there can be a bit of variation in the depth and breadth of the subject knowledge that BTEC students offer. So we've tended to look a bit more closely at exactly what modules they're studying. And in some cases we do interview the BTEC students Uh, to get more of a sense of the individual learners' understanding of their subject. But that's an area that we're currently reviewing, as the BTECs have undergone a substantial reform recently, and we think there's a bit more rigidity to the curriculum now.
0: Great. So one of the things I think international universities are seeing is as more and more British students are taking BTEC. BTEC students are applying to universities outside of the UK. What tips do you have for those international universities who are now starting to look at BTEC applications as they move forwards? I think actually to reach out to Pearson, whether that's
3: directly or, or they're quite often at conferences, because they're they're really helpful in providing information about the qualification, about the content of course and so on and, and trying to help universities understand that. I'd say, um, really, it's a case of not falling into the trap of thinking of the BTEC as a vocational qualification or as vocational training. They fit in a category within the UK known as Applied General Qualifications, and that group of qualifications is designed to support progression to professional careers, but also to the uh, university education system. It's still primarily a classroom-based qualification but perhaps focused a bit more on the practical learning and coursework approach rather than extensive reading and writing pieces. And I think that's kind of key to deciding whether to accept a student on a given course and whether to accept VTech qualifications for that course. Think about how the students are going to learn and how they're going to be assessed once they're at your university, what skills they need. And I think you know it's not a coincidence that we accept a higher proportion of BTEC study for a biomedical science student than for an English literature student because of the way we're teaching those students, because of the way they'll need to be learning once they're here. And I think finally, it's, it's really worth considering that schools in the UK don't necessarily offer every subject as both A-level and BTech. So if you do see a student who's studying a particular subject at BTEC, it may be that that was the only way for them to pursue their interest in that area, rather than they've decided that's the better learning style for them.
0: My final interview was to get an international perspective, and so for this, I sought out the view from Canada. So I'm delighted I have Dan Seneca, the Director of Enrolment Management at Bishops University in Sherbrooke, Quebec, Canada with me now. Dan, thank you very much for giving up your time. Thanks for having me, David. No problem at all. Fantastic. So, Dan, if you don't mind, just giving a little bit of information about bishops.
4: Sure. We're actually a. We were founded by the Church of England in 1843, um, and we're unique in that we're an English university in a French community. Um, total population about 2,500 students, offering a primarily liberal education in humanities, social sciences, business education, and the natural sciences as well.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Dan. And, and the reason for having you talk to
4: us today is just to give a little bit
0: of understanding of the fact that you are accepting students with BTECs. You have at campus now who have the BTEC. So I guess my first question is, why did bishops start to look at who had BTEC?
4: Right. So we've been in the UK market for... About six years now or so, and um, at some of the, the larger fairs that we attend, not only do we see the traditional uh, high school high school sixth form student and some of the university transfer students, but uh, more and more we started talking to to BTEC credential students, and so we uh, started looking at that. Um, and here in Quebec and in Canada we have uh, something polytechnic colleges and we have the SEGEP system here with technical degrees. So BTEC seemed to be very similar to that. So we had some sense of familiarity but we were just learning about the, um, just learning about the uh, nitty gritty of, of the, that program. So we started looking at uh, students presenting those credentials and uh, what they had to offer and then how they might fit into certain programs that we had here. Great. So when you're getting these applicants and,
0: and they're coming through to you now, how are you and your colleagues evaluating with BTEC? Sure.
4: Yeah. So unlike with the um, A-level curriculum where if you have three A-levels and you have certain grades, you uh, um, are kind of almost automatically qualified for admissions evaluation, with BTEC we take a more, uh, we take the same approach that we do with a university or college transfer student, that's uh, more of a, a one-on-one, case-by-case basis. So what we've done is we take a look at the BTEC and uh, we determine that a level three or higher BTEC with a distinction uh, grade was something that we would consider and look at and then we just try and evaluate the credential with the program that they're interested in. So for some of the programs such as business or computer science or some of the sciences, um, it it takes a little longer because we want to make sure that they have the equivalent and uh, a, a solid foundation but for students going into some of the humanities or social sciences, it's, uh, it's a little easier because of that broad based learning that the students would be uh, going after and achieving. So uh, there's more
0: flexibility in that regard. Great. So it sounds as if you're sort of a couple of years into this process and it's a response meeting students who had BTEC. For universities around the world that may not be as far ahead as Bishop's, what tips would you give to them? when they start to look-
4: Sure, yeah. Um, I would recommend that they do some um, some learning, asking some questions, experts like yourself and uh, others out there and talking to some of the, to the schools that offer the DTEX, and then treat them as a college or university transfer. So instead of trying to make it a... Um, a one-size-fits-all one approach to really individualize each student to try and take a look at what are they presenting and what are they offering compared to the program that they're interested in, because uh, I think that's the, the, the best approach to it, um, so that you can find out uh, how successful a student will be in the program that they're uh, interested in.
0: It therefore seems pretty clear to me that students taking BTECs are a good match for many international universities that the blanket, we don't accept BTECs approach means that many universities are missing out on some candidates who very well could be the perfect fit for them. Thank you to all my guests today, and please watch out for the next University Guide podcast.